0: Hello, and welcome to the Charging Buffalo Podcast. I am your host today, DJ Mitchell, giving you another bonus episode of the Charging Buffalo Podcast, where I bring one of my favorite members of the hockey media to you, and we're going to talk about Sabres Hockey with Ryan Lambert. Ryan, I'll just let you get right into it, introducing yourself, going over all the stuff you do, because you have a lot in your background and a lot that you do now, so I'll give you the floor.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm Ryan Lambert. I've been a writer at Yahoo for... uh... Almost 10 years, exactly. Uh, It'll be 10 years at the end of this month. Um, And yeah, I am now the co-host of Puck Soup. That's a relatively new uh, title, I guess. And let's see what else. I I very occasionally write for College Hockey News. um, Very, even more occasionally than that, write for Deadspin. Usually about professional wrestling uh, these days. But um, yeah, I think that's
0: it. It's not too bad. I mean, the the puck soup thing is very new, but, I mean, definitely got to be pretty cool, get back with Greg, getting the Puck Daddy boys back together, really, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah, and and I mean, like, you know, obviously Greg and I have known each other for, like I said, like 10 years at this point, so Mm -hmm. it's not like we weren't hanging out regularly after he left, not regularly is maybe overstating it, but after he left Yahoo, you know, we've we've hung out on multiple occasions, you know, anytime he was in Boston or I was in New York, so.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, I have already had Dave Loza, not Dave Loza, oh my God, Don Goes Brown on, but not for a podcast, but I did do an interview with with him, which was really cool. The third member uh, wasn't the longest interview in the world. That was like right after his book came out, but we got some really good insight from a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Um, I don't know if you've ever really gone too deep into your fandom, but at least what are your feelings on the Sabres? I mean, Buffalo, the city, are you going to be down for the uh, Frozen Four?
1: Um, Probably not uh i mean because it, it kind of is right at the end of the regular season and you know uh basically uh yahoo doesn't care as much about uh college hockey coverage as uh basically it used to be uh greg let me do it because he's he he's nice and i know and he knew i liked it right um and now that greg's not there they're like yeah, why? Well, I, I don't know why he let you do that all that time because it's not getting like the kind of clicks that you know NHL stuff does for obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go probably.
0: All right, all right that's um, But I yeah, I've been, I've
1: been to Buffalo. I went to Buffalo for for the draft a couple of years ago. Had a really nice time. Um, it, it was. Let me put it this way: I've never been in winter, but it was really nice in June.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can, I can imagine. I mean. Ah, uh, leaving the Sabres game against the Oilers just after a brutal collapse, and then watching the snow just fall as soon as I got back on the throughway was just fantastic. Um, but okay, so definitely that's where we got started. You went to uh, UMass Lowell, correct? So that's right. You got to see current Saber C.J. Smith, former Saber Chad Ruido, maybe someone else, but um, uh, that card, kind of
1: current Saber Carter Hutton. Um, oh, you're
0: right, Carter okay, yeah, I know him
1: right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually so I actually um, I covered uh, the team. My last year at Lowell was his, his freshman year. so yeah. I, I know Carter a little bit. He's a super duper nice guy. Um, I talked to him for, I don't know, ten minutes over the summer when he signed with the Sabres. He was really excited about it. And you know, uh, yeah, we we keep in touch a little bit, but um, who else? There, a, a bunch of Sabers have, uh, have Scott Wilson currently on the Rochester Americans is a Saber or as a Lowell alum. Um, Connor Halabuck from the Winnipeg Jets. I'm sure there are some I'm missing, but those are the big ones, so, I guess.
0: So your favorite team has to be the Sabers because we have the most alumni. Well, I definitely, <laughs> definitely the smartest team in the NHL, without yeah, question. There it is. There we go. It's all GM Botterill. Okay, so why don't we just dive right into it, at least. I mean, we're a few weeks removed from the trade deadline. You wrote a whole piece about, well, you didn't write a whole piece, but in one of your more recent pieces, you talked about about the Sabres getting back to the playoffs. You talked a little about, a bit about the Montour trade. So, if you're listening to this, go back, go to Um, Yahoo Sports, go to the the article, there's a good piece in there about the Sabres getting back to the playoffs next year. You talked a bit about the Montour trade. What are your opinions on Montour? I know you have a bit of an analytic background, or at least mind for it, so what are your thoughts on Brandon Montour?
1: Um, I think he,
0: I mean, he has not had a good
1: year, right? Um, And that, you know, is that the collapse of Anaheim just, like, as a team? You know, because, like, even, even their really good other defenders like Lindholm, for example, I Lindholm's one of the better defenders in the league. He's having a bad year, um, and you know, basically anybody on the Ducks who isn't named John Gibson is having a bad year. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it's a, a good opportunity to buy low. I don't really remember what the Sabers gave up to acquire him, but I don't think it was anybody significant, right? Like it wasn't anybody uh, uh, you care about.
0: No, it would be Brandon Gouli as one of our. Higher end prospects, if you will, but nothing like a top tier. I would rate. Yeah, so like, high. yeah, a so first like that was protected. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. It was the first. Round. It was. It, it's yeah. either yeah. It's either St. Louis or um, San Jose, but depending, it's going to be. It's the higher one. of the two, right? It's the higher um, of, the it, two, but, the okay. of the two, or the lower of the two. Yeah, so it's gonna be past it's twenty. 20. So if, yeah, anyway. Yeah, if one team misses the playoffs, it's not that one. It's past twenty, but it's not thirty-one. It's up to thirty. So right. I don't so know what if I, either I, of them win the cup. I think yeah. it's the higher of the two. Yes, exactly. Um, I think so too. It's super confusing, but yeah, yeah it's pretty it, much
1: it. it's hard to remember. I mean, there were so many conditional trades this year; it's yeah. hard to remember. Um, but yeah, no. So Montour, like you know, if, if you want to say Ghoulie's like sealing his Montour. Yeah. When he's not having a good year, uh, I think that's pretty good, right? And, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like, uh, you know, if you put him with a guy who can play a little bit, <laughs> not Rasmus for <Ristolainen, laughs> Oh, God. Uh, there we go. There it is. Um, if, if you put him with a guy who can play a little bit, I, I think, you know, you're, you're going to see him round back into form. Um, The problem, of course, is the Sabres blue line is, has been, probably will continue to be a disaster. Um, And I don't, and I don't really think the coaching has helped very much either. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I think it was a good trade because I think he's a good player, but a lot more needs to happen for them to like get back to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I have plenty of views on the take. Uh, I mean, We don't have to get into Ristolainen now. We could definitely save that for maybe the next part where we talk about the the season in general. I mean, I think Ristolainen gets a little bit of a bad rep in the analytic community because he takes so many D-Zone starts and really they really utilize him there which makes very little sense because he's done so poorly five on five right so i'm not saying he's good i'm just saying i think it's really magnified by the fact that he gets such oh yeah a, an egregious workload that he doesn't do well at I, I don't that's kind of like back to coaching and why many sabers fans i don't i know you probably don't get it as much but maybe in the comments when it's just fire housley is just all over the place right well, now this and this is
1: going to shock you i don't read the comments on my articles. No. <laughs>
0: I know you've mentioned that they've been. I'm sure they're brutal at times. Um, but why don't we just get right into this season for the Sabres? I mean, we're coming to the end. If you ask any Sabres fan that's even close to rational, they know it's over. This season is really going to go down as one of the greatest, just, just unbelievable collapses. I mean, really, it is. Well... it is bad. I don't to know. To go from that November, I mean, I just well, I it's so very rare thing, right? a team like, banked that many points. Sure,
1: but like, you know, if they started out and they went, you know, what was their record at the end of that run?
0: Oh, like, well, I mean, well, I don't, I, I, I I don't think, know. Think I think mean, there yeah, were like but.
1: 11 games above 500 or something like that. Yeah. And if you spread that out over the course of the entire first two months of the season, people go, oh, wow, the Sabres are really good, as, as opposed to, the Sabres won 10 in a row and they're ready to kick ass the entire second, two thirds yeah. of the season. Like, th- and, and that was the difference for me, right? Like they, nobody thought they were going to be, well, nobody that I take seriously yeah. thought they were going to be uh, like great or anything like that. And then I remember I did one of the, uh, one of the Buffalo radio shows, like the, the day of their last win, I want to say like whatever, mm-hmm. they ran it to the 10th game, I think. Yeah. And they were like, so what do you think? I was like, well, they'd have to uh, blow it pretty big time to, uh, to not make the playoffs. Like, I think they'd have that. They, I think I had done the math at that point And I figured out they needed to get like an 84 point pace for the rest of the season, which is like barely above 500. Hmm. And they haven't come close so it's
0: amazing (sighs) i i still remember like leaving that san jose sharks game jeff skinner ot winner from dalian 10 in a row and it was just electric and then walking out against edmonton after another collapse i mean you should if you want to do a little bit a little look i mean they have blown more leads and not even like blown a lead some it's just giving up four consecutive goals in a row or three consecutive three or four consecutive goals in a row in the second period like 12 times this year. It, it is amazing. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I could, I'll share a tweet with you. That was from a, another Buffalo account that I saw. I mean, they are so good at collapsing and the season really gets been summed up that way. But um, really once the turn of the year, I mean, it has been a downhill spiral. So going forward, you had a lot of good takes on what would get them back. Obviously to go from the top team in, in the league to end November to potentially winning the draft lottery, it would be, you know something only buffalo could do um sure would that be Would do you think i guess i'll just ask the question i know i didn't really predecess this but do you think casey middles could have turned into that line two center or do we need to get someone in the draft that could do it i know there's varying takes throughout the community on this
1: yeah I, you know it, it's one of those things where it's like the kid's 20 years old he hasn't had a great rookie season but like what are you gonna do right like it happens sometimes and and it, it, I, I think I said it in one of my takes earlier this year, but like much like the 10 game winning streak earlier this season, he comes in and the last year and he puts up five points in six games or whatever the number was. And everybody's like, this kid's got it. He's going to be a 70 point player next year. And then, you know, I don't, I don't know what he's at, but it's probably low, <clears throat> low to mid twenties. If I had to, if I had to ballpark uh, it and yeah. Uh, there. yeah and like, that's obviously not great but if he gets up into like the 30s and he has i don't know 15 goals that's not horrible for a for a 20 year old that it's just he's not what people thought he was and that's you know as a person who writes a lot about prospects uh, obviously like fans of teams tend to overrate their prospects always yeah so so it's definitely a thing of you know is he as good as ever, is he a guaranteed number two center? No. But could he, in two or three years, be a decent number two center? Yeah. And, hmm. and you know, if it becomes a situation where, in this draft, you get the opportunity to draft a center you think might be better, obviously you take him. And then if Casey Middlestadt's a good third center, that's fine. Even if Even if, you know, based on his draft position, you'd like him to be better than
0: that. Yeah. I could totally agree. I mean, yeah, obviously the numbers have been disappointing, but being someone that watches the Sabres every single game, he does so many flash moments. Those flash moments of just absolute brilliance. And sometimes it's like, man, these guys around him just aren't good. And sometimes I've watched him, you know, do a little too much. Like uh, you got away with that in Minnesota, but this is the pros now, and that is, you know, Drew Doughty. So good luck. But. Uh, Moving forward, I guess, just talking about the Sabres overall, I talked about, like, the lineup construction of this team. You already mentioned a little bit about Housley. Um, I know there's been a a lot of debate, at least, I guess, at least I have a lot of debate about this, of going with more of, like, an 11-forward-7 defenseman approach, trying to maximize Eichel and Skinner and minimize um, some of the worst defensive players on our defense by giving, you know, do you like that idea, kind of the Colorado mentality or well, do you I, like giving up the lines, like maybe Babcock does and you know Gallant in Vegas of really giving everyone minutes
1: well so Babcock and Gallant obviously have the uh <clears throat> the luxury of having two elite top lines right like like when Matthews comes off the ice you can put Tavares on when Carlson comes off the ice you can put Stastny on when Eichel comes off the ice uh, I I don't know who you're putting on that you're fe- that you feel good about it, you know, and, and that's a, that's a depth problem. I think the thing that I said coming into the season was I could see this Buffalo team hanging around the playoff conversation and ultimately not making it because they added some legit NHL players, but like nobody where you're like, oh yeah, he's good. you were like everybody they added. You were like, yeah, he's fine, you know. And so I don't know. I I, I feel like you know, you just got to fill out the depth a little more and, and, you know, it gets, it gets difficult to do that, obviously, when you have Jack Eichel signed to $10 million or 11 or whatever the number is. And Jeff Skinner is probably going to want nine or 10. Um, You know, they're, they're both having really good seasons, but you know, you got to have more in the pipeline coming in. Um, And I, you know, forgive me. I don't know how good the Buffalo farm system is off the top of my head, Um, but I don't in my head, I don't think of it as being like, Oh yeah, these guys have a bunch of surefire, like high, you know, top six NHL forwards, top four NHL defensemen in the pipeline. Like I think there's a bunch of guys who like Casey Middlestat are probably, yeah, they could work out or they might not.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Lawrence pilot is kind of the one name that at least I am super into and he's in Rochester right now. And you know, I mean, it's just kind of, frustrating for me as someone that looks at all these analytics and just watches his analytic darling get put in Rochester while we watch Scandela fall all over the ice. And then, I mean, you have, you have Nylander, Alex Nylander. I mean, I'm not giving up on him. I know a number of Sabres fans who have just oh, he's written him He's going to be getting
1: off. up there though, right? Like he's... I mean, what
0: is he? I think he just turned 21. He just had a three point night. Is he night really the
1: other only night.
0: 21? I'm, I mean, no, I could look. I, I don't know well, if you're looking Yeah, you're at right. He
1: just yeah. turned, turned 21. Just turned
0: 21. I so young. I mean, he literally drafted Damn. right kind of came right into Rochester. He's still very young. People are giving up on him. I'm not giving up on him because I yeah, think he has uh, a lot okay. of skills. No, I think that's fair, you know, to like knock there's like him up on two. A there's a couple guys that I mean, a lot of Will Will Borgan, another college hockey alum that yep. Sabres fans are super excited about. Again, probably might be rating our guys a little bit high. Oscar Laskin was a, a beauty in the world junior tournament over for Finland. A lot, again, a guy that's kind of a top pairing Finnish guy right now in the the Finnish league over you know overseas. But again, you never know. These are again these are question marks. These aren't Jack Eichels. Um, so I totally get that. I think the Sabres have reason to believe there's stuff there, and Rochester has done really well this year. But again, I do agree. Uh, we overrate our prospects. Every team is guilty of it. 100. Um, percent Yeah. It's very rare that you take a Braden point in the second round, but. You know, looking at your second round guy, like we have Rasmus Asplund, and people got super excited. It's like this isn't this isn't Braden Point. Let's relax. You know what I mean? So I definitely can see that um, what you're saying there, and definitely it, it's easy looking outside. But um, I guess that kind of gets into the Sabers' fan me- mentality, um, being this being Buffalo State, especially this year. If Carolina makes the playoffs, we're looking at the longest playoffless streak of any hockey team. We're just one season behind Carolina. What do you think about the Sabres Absolutely. as a fan base? How do you like dealing with the Sabres fans? What are, what do you think they're like and what do you think our psyche should be like going forward?
1: Well, so the thing is this, right? Like I the really the only time I deal with fan bases directly, I feel like, is when I write takes about them. You know, and I feel like I wrote a take about the Sabres. And I don't know, like, and usually if you say, like, I've, you know, written multiple takes about the Islanders this year. And <laughs> usually, and usually if you say, like, I don't think the Islanders are as good as everybody thinks they are, it's a bunch of fucking psychos. Can I swear on <laughs> this? Sorry.
0: Uh, I don't know. It's too late now. I love it.
1: Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a bunch of psychos who are just like, no way, dude. You don't know anything. You don't watch enough Islanders. I watched 88 Islanders games a year, and you've only watched you know, 15 or whatever. So clearly you don't understand what the Islanders are doing. And when I say Islanders, that's just the most recent example. You can apply that to any team you criticize. Um, But when I did it with the Sabres earlier this year saying like, let's not get excited about this 10 game winning streak. I think a lot of Sabres fans were like, yeah. And I don't know. And I don't know if that's the thing of like, you guys have just been so beaten down. Or, you know, you've seen teams that aren't necessarily that good win five, six, seven, eight games in a row. Christ, the Blackhawks won seven games in a row early, like a month ago. And then they've lost like 14 since then. So it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know if you guys are just more rational about it because you've just seen like you don't want to get your hopes up or, or what, but. Uh yeah, I, you know the only other time I interact with uh Sabres fans is when they say, like, hey, did you see this CJ Smith goal? And I go, I didn't, but
0: that was good. That was good. That was always good. I know he I mean, he's another kind of becoming a fan favorite with a lot of people because he's just he's really skilled. And it's just, I don't know. The Sabre like, the coaching, I, I'm not one of those guys that's just tweeting firehousey all the time. I don't think you can give this guy the the, the the hand you gave him and just say, wow, how is he not a playoff coach? What's going on? But some of the decisions he makes at times really do blow my mind.
1: Yeah, um, no. So I get sure. that.
0: It's, it's definitely it's a lot of people screaming to fire him. I don't know if they're going to do it. I don't really want to get into, you know, do you think it should fire Housley or not? Because, you know, that's just going to be, that's just kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't ask you to answer that kind of a question. But, but is there any other, like, Thing about the um, I'm trying to get, Have you been? Have you ever been to KeyBank Center actually for a game?
1: Yeah, I. uh yeah. I. When was this? 2002, 2003, something like oh, that. Uh,
0: HSBC Center back then.
1: Yeah, uh, although yeah. it was it wasn't for a Sabres game. It was for they had that uh, college hockey weekend tournament up there.
0: And you haven't been since. No. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that is, it is a completely new area. You got to well, get no, down there. Yeah.
1: Well, like I said, I was at the draft a couple of years ago. So, yeah. I Oh, yeah.
0: So you saw most of it.
1: So I don't, uh, oh, you know, I, I haven't seen him play hockey there, but okay. I haven't yeah. been to most, like many NHL arenas at all. I've been to uh, obviously Boston, mm. uh, St. Louis, Nashville. And honestly, that might be it.
0: Oh, all right. Well, you gotta get to a Sabres game. We, we got to do an arena rating. I feel like the arena might not be great, but the outside area by the arena is getting so much better. I was really—I don't know why—I just thought like you've been there recently. They do so much college hockey stuff, like they the do. Harbor Center and stuff. But I guess you've kind of pushed away from that a little bit, like you mentioned. So I was wondering if you had anything there. But I guess I guess well, we can you know kind of keep keep moving forward. Is there any sure. anything about the the Sabres this season? I remember—I mean—I put it in there. Did you think about? equating them to a movie this season as the sabers and you can save the titanic you can take the easy way out
1: <laughs> no um i'm tr- I, like uh you know what why don't we why don't we say full metal jacket where okay. it, it peaks about 35 percent of the way through the movie and then the rest sucks
0: okay that's very fair but by the way this question is being asked because puck soup is your pop culture hockey podcast if you that's haven't right. listened to it yet i highly highly recommend it, it is hilarious it's very insightful Um, it's, you know, down Brown, Sean McIndoo, Brian Lambert and Greg Wyszynski. you get a lot of good takes. Um, I mean, if you have, yeah, well, they're all Ryan Lambert, the rest of them, I they're losers. But if you, if you like the podcast, which you will, then you go to patreon.com immediately. You just like pause it, patreon.com, subscribe. You get a bunch of bonus content, like way more bonus content. And you can imagine like I, I struggle to keep up with it all
1: well I, would, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't sell it that much. We do four <laughs> uh mailbag we do a weekly mailbag episode, and then we do two bonus episodes on well, one's voted on by the subscribers, so like subscribers get to say last month, I had to do um like a a tournament of the like most cringe inducing <laughs> uh uncomfortable Pierre Maguire things.
0: I haven't finished it yet. I am, don't give, don't spoil anything. I am, I think I'm to the second round of it. I'm I'm about halfway through, and it was hilarious. The reliving some of those moments is priceless.
1: Right. But like, I don't want to think about Pierre Maguire in my life. Right. So to have to sit there and do it for an hour, I was very upset. But Mm -hmm. uh, this coming month, um, later this week, actually, Greg and I will be um, recording an episode uh, where we. Are the doing a dra- we're yeah we're doing a yeah. draft where we have to make the best uh, cap compliant team um, and you know there are going to be all kinds of rules you mm-hmm. can only have two or three uh, rookies deals ELC deals that kind of thing on the team but uh, yeah I, um, I think that one's going to be a lot more fun
0: yeah that's the one I voted for I really wanted to hear that um, definitely I'm very much looking forward to that and dalian would probably be my first pick. Um, actually, why don't we we even say anything about Rasmus Dalene? Has his name not come up enough? Uh, what are your thoughts on the, on the rookie sensation? Do you just want to give those and then we can kind of wrap it up? Yeah, here? Yeah,
1: I mean, there's not a lot to say. He kicks ass, right? Like he's awesome. <laughs> there's there really isn't much more that needs to be said about it. Um, like he, you know, he has totally lived up to the hype as far as I'm concerned. Um, maybe maybe some people are a little Iffy on his production, but I feel like he's probably in like in the thirty-five point range. It's just off the top of my head here, um, maybe even higher than that. And granted, some of that is you know he gets to play behind Eichel and Eichel's putting up a bunch of points or whatever. But yeah, he's awesome. Um, and he's he has turned nineteen, I'm pretty sure. I but
0: think,
1: uh, but like
0: April. wow, really? Well, so I think he's it's I, I'm almost positive his birthdays in April, which is kind of concerning that I know that, but. Are you looking? Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm googling it. Yeah, it yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like April uh, 19th. I'm right, April I'm gonna
1: 13th. April oh 15th. my god! So he's playing basically his entire rookie season at 18, and he's this good. Like, man, yeah, he's great. Like, I don't there. I don't have any better analysis than that. Like, he, he's as advertised. And now that I'm looking at his page here, he has 37 points in 66 hmm. games as an as a straight 18 year old defenseman. I'm sure his underlying numbers are. Yeah, they're insanely good. <laughs> plus, plus five uh, relative Corsi, um, and yeah, like he's you know getting the kind of he's not he's not getting the the super tough matchups that that uh, Ristolainen does get. Um, mm-hmm. To your point earlier, which kind of depresses yeah. his um, apparent value. But yeah, I mean you know when this kid's twenty years old in two seasons,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like.
1: He's going to be amazing.
0: I know. So, I'm so excited. It blows my... It, it, every day, I just... I'm so happy because he's, we have Rasmus Dullian. He's
1: not, turning tw- he's not turning 20 until the end of next season. Mm. And he's yeah. this good already. Like, this kid, this kid is going to be a huge difference maker. And they need, you know, two other good NHL defensemen yeah. at that point to make this team, like, legit competitive. And because that's how good I think he probably will end up being.
0: Yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. I I do agree about Risk Line. I, if you I think if you give Rostov in that second, you know, pairing, a bit more, you know, laid back minutes, you're not giving them the toughest matchups in the world. But yeah, I think Dalin can take somebody,
1: over. Somebody's yeah. gonna somebody's gonna have those minutes, right? Like that's the
0: I, I, I do, and there's really no one right now in the Sabres. I feel like incredibly confident in besides Dalin. No, that's I think Montour is, is gonna be. Like, mommy, I Montour mean, is only 24. I don't think he's ever going to be your shutdown defenseman, but watching him no. break the puck out of the zone is just yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, he is, yeah, He's, I mean, he's I, still good at breaking the puck out and moving the puck up ice. But yeah, I agree. It's Right now, it's just our defensive zone, and the goaltending hasn't been there. I mean, end of the day, it hasn't been good. No, Again, I'm not going to blame it on the goalie.
1: Above average, I think, for the season, probably. What's the, the league average this year? It started like 906, 907. Right. It started so, so
0: hot. It, that right, it's so it's we're more very jaded bad. now, yeah, yeah. No, comparatively, sure. but Beginning of, the year, of the year, I mean, year,
1: over the course of the year, it's their 909 as a team. I'm looking yeah. at it right now, like, that's good, that's yeah. as good as you can reasonably hope
0: for. So, yeah, it's so much better than last year where we were the worst team in hockey. It's like, there, <laughs> there's your boost, like, there it is, found it. Um, but okay, we can just. Kind of close out now. It's already been about 30 minutes. I don't want to take too much of your time. I know there's only so much Buffalo you can talk about before you get depressed. So is there any – the thing I've closed uh, pretty much all of them with is just any advice you have for anyone listening that has ambitions in working in hockey journalism. I know we have some listeners that are, are you know, a big into that. They, all, they want to get into it. They're still in college. What advice would you give to someone who is still in college trying to break out and get into hockey journalism after?
1: Uh, Don't. Um, okay, it's,
0: that's what Micah said.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's um, I think that's a pretty good it. Like, it, I it's one of those things, right? Where I really feel because people ask me this not infrequently, I guess I'd say, and it's really a thing where I was in the right place at the right time. Um, I don't think I was particularly great when I when I started at Yahoo. Um, I had worked at a newspaper. And gotten laid off because it was the newspaper business in two thousand eight. Like the economy's going in the toilet. Newspapers aren't doing well anyway. Uh, I was, you know, the the most recent hire, last guy in, first guy out kind of a thing. And I just started uh, a blog and and wrote about hockey and like as a way to keep myself busy, I guess you'd say. And you know, I sent links around to like Deadspin or Yahoo. And and Greg was like, hey, do you want to write? Uh, for us like once a week and I was like yeah sure that sounds great and they said uh we can pay you I think it was $25 an article right and yeah, I was like yeah and I was like I'm unemployed this is an extra 100 dollars a month for doing something I would do for free so that's great yeah and then you know obviously my roles uh expanded a lot since then and um yeah I I, I don't have it like advice to give people because like I said, like I happened to email Greg a link that he liked 10 years ago at a time when Yahoo was just starting up at sports blogs. And, you know, I don't think I found some kind of a magic formula or, or like it's, it's, I'm getting by strictly on my talent, like in much the same way that all the like old beat writers and national media people that like young hockey fans hate because he's like old and out of touch but he was there in the 80s so he's you know he's a mainstay or whatever like i kind of feel like that doesn't not apply to me um i i hope that you know i i've done done the work to like get better as a writer and as a person who like analyzes hockey and that kind of thing but yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's tough, it's tough out there. I, I, you know, I talk to people who are very good writers, very good young writers. Like I, you know uh, I try to help people from my college who want to get into this as much as I can. Um, but I can't help very much. Cause I, you know, I don't have all these connections or whatever. Um, but like, it's tough out there. And uh, so I guess what I would say is I'll tell you what uh You know, a a well-known hockey writer uh, for the Boston Globe told me um, when when I was in college, which is like you got to want it and you got to be prepared to eat shit for a while. I'm not quoting him directly, but like that's you have to really be prepared to slog through a bunch of bullshit. Maybe getting paid, you should always try to get paid. Don't ever let anybody sell you on like, well, you're doing it for the exposure, like you can start a blog and like I did, if you want the exposure, you don't have to, you know, but like call your local newspaper to ask them if they need anybody to cover a high school football game, something like that. Just get your foot in the door that way. Usually a newspaper will pay you like 50, 60 bucks to do something like that. And I mean, that's kind of how I got my start at the newspaper, which is, I guess how I got my start at the, uh, like in sports writing generally. So
0: yeah, well, so definitely that's that definitely, I, I think a lot of people I've asked you know, on this is have given me similar advice. I mean, it's definitely you got to work hard, but you have to get lucky. And that's exactly what that's like exactly what Sean McAdoo said. Like, yeah, like, I, I'm just gonna be honest, get lucky. Like, you have to go out there and and just find a way to get yourself noticed and do whatever you can. And definitely, I totally agree with that. I know, I mean, I, I have had friends that have tried to break into the industry and covering yeah. high school games probably isn't always the best. But someone no, they, the most, yeah, says, <laughs> I have ever done it. So I'm just going to let you like take your word for it. But yeah, definitely. I I totally, I could totally get that. You got to go out there. Just, you got to do something. Like if you're not going to work hard um, and just start something on your own. I mean, that's what even people. I hate to be a guy who's like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps or whatever.
1: Like, you know, <laughs> the, the system's definitely rigged against you. Um, as as a as a young person trying to get a start in a dying industry, right? Like you're you you got to climb a mountain to to get there, and by no means have I done so. Like I have a semi-successful podcast, and you know a, a steady writing gig, and like I'm you know I'm doing fine, but I'm not like a millionaire or anything. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not Bob Mackenzie. You're right. I mean oh, come you on. can Here. see this. You can see this yeah. fabulous apartment behind me uh, in the video. The uh, mansion
0: behind you is just unbelievable. That's right.
1: <laughs> um, but so, so that's really that's really what it is. is you, like I said, you just kind of got to be prepared to eat shit and do what you like. Do something you don't necessarily want to do in hopes that you get good enough that somebody will let you do the thing that you want to do. And then when when they let you do that, fucking lean into it, dude. Like yeah. re- really, just be like, no, no, no. You let me do this once. I do this now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's hon-
1: that's honestly what I would say. And, you know, because, okay. you know, it would it would sometimes be a thing at the newspaper and then I'll wrap it up. It would sometimes mm-hmm. be a thing of a newspaper where they'd be like, well, we'll let you cover a couple Bruins games, you know, this year. But also you're going to cover both NASCAR races over the summer. <laughs> and it's like, I guess I'll take that trade off a day, a day at the track. You know, it sounds like it's no fun, but like it's better than you know, sitting in the office and putting together box scores for high school softball games or whatever. So like, just take as many opportunities as you can to like, to just write about sports and, and yeah. find your voice and, you know, do all the studying you need to do to really know your shit. And
0: that's it. Yeah, definitely. No, that, that's great advice. And I think that anyone, hopefully people that subscribe to this podcast will agree that people at Charging Buffalo, we, we do our very best. We've really been trying to grow as we do this and um, definitely great advice. I really totally agree with it, even though I'm not, I'm probably about one, one thousandth of even what you have in, in the media. I have a, a very small following of people that seem to really want to listen to what I have to say, but it's all about doing it. So just last, last stuff. we already talked about puck soup. Uh, talk just a little bit like where to find you um, maybe on, obviously on Twitter or um, what, what's the best way to find the blog? Just type in Yahoo sports hockey or
1: yeah, so it's a bit
0: complicated.
1: Sports.yahoo.com/authors/Ryan-Lambert. slash uh, So yeah, <laughs> super catchy, very easy mm-hmm. to remember. Yeah,
0: that's what I was thinking too. I already I already got it down. I'm...
1: And um, or you know, just follow me on Twitter at Two Line Pass, and mm-hmm. um, that's you know, I'll I post all my links there. So yeah. that's it. Yeah.
0: follow Two Line Pass. You'll know that you're being the right dinosaur guy here. I mean, growing up, a huge fan of dinosaurs. Kind of. I mean, I don't know him as well as you. I'm hoping that one day we get a Super where we go over the dinosaurs again because you know, I, miss I, those I days. think
1: I think that's probably coming um, uh, at some point. Yes, uh, okay. I gotta, I got I'm clearing some space on my schedule to go to New York because there's a new dinosaur exhibit at the Museum of Natural History opening uh, okay. this week, and mm-hmm. so I gotta, I gotta clear some space on the schedule to uh, to head down there because right. that's going to be a good
0: one. That should be a good one. So if you like Diana's first, another good reason to follow. If you like funny takes, they're always on there, just good takes in general. If you like – I mean, you made fun of the Edmonton media. We all like that. Um sure. That was fantastic. That, was pretty, had that went to follow over that. well, yeah. That went over well. So if you want someone that's not afraid to speak the truth, get some funny – yeah, two-line pass, at two-line pass, something that's – I mean, man, you should not even be in the NHL. It's so crazy to think about that that just – Kind of growing up, it's always kind of there for me, but there was a time where you couldn't do a two-line pass. That always gets me. Um, So follow up. Definitely Puck Soup. Get involved with that. Um, If you like the podcast, like I said, patreon.com. It's well worth the money. And then you didn't even mention it, but I'll mention it for you. There's a newsletter that Ryan Lambert does within the Patreon as a bonus. It's really good. There's been, uh, I know the first one had some Sabre stuff in it. There's just a lot of funny things. I, some of the Twitter threads that you find are absolutely hilarious. There was one about Ottawa that talked about everything that's happened in Ottawa since the, unbelievable uh, the loss in the Easter conference final. It, it, it really, it, it, there was like what, 14 tweets or 20 tweets. of just lists of things that have happened in Ottawa that are awful. So a lot of good finds in there and stuff that I'm glad I found. So, and also pop culture stuff. So is there anything else that I, I missed that you do or that you want to close out on supporting Ooh. yourself?
1: Uh no, I guess not. I think we covered pretty much everything. Um I, I guess I should say about the newsletter. Uh it's three bucks a week or three bucks a month rather, if you subscribe to the podcast bonus episodes, and four dollars a month if you don't. That's the only uh that's the price point. I tried to keep it uh, pretty cheap and you know uh I you know I've gotten a, a decent amount of signups so far so uh you know thanks for supporting me in that way and and mm-hmm. uh, you know like I said people seem to like it so I'm I'm glad.
0: Yeah. Eight dollars a month you get everything on the Patreon and it's like like I'm saying I mean it's so much good content and it's really it's just funny. Like that that's the thing it's hockey but it's comedy and there's pop culture and I'm like oh what movie is this? What music? So it's really, really good. If you like anything entertainment wise and you're already a hockey fan obviously go over and sign up for that so from everyone that's charging buffalo ryan thank you so much for joining us today i hope everyone enjoyed this episode bonus episode as as i've been doing these bonus episodes um i'll continue to do them we'll keep talking sabers when we have enough topics to cover with someone and i think the gist of this episode is the sabers are not the worst they're not good hopefully they'll get there uh any last words for sabers fans
1: uh no yeah I think what you said, they're not the worst, but they're also not good. Like that sounds about right to me. Yeah,
0: perfect. All right. Thank you so much for joining.